It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer Christmas time, mother. It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the Welcoming you, we're listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz's Money Mail. Shit, it is good to have you listening as always, and what a time, what a time to be alive, and what a time of the year. I've said this a thousand times before, but I do think that this is when Kiwis, and let's just say Kiwis, because how would I know? That's about the only country that I've had Christmas in, so let's not go global. Uh, People are just in the best mood, and they're excited, and they're happy, and that's really cool, because it has been a pretty up and down year for a lot of people there's already the chat about next year being harder for everyone and all that sort of stuff and it's good to uh, actually have some positivity around us I saw a really interesting Gary V video recently just losing his mind in the airport about just how much negativity there is and people fighting and at each other and no real kind of practical ways to um, you know help people have a better life and and just be happier. So I think Christmas gives us that time of the year to do that. And I can appreciate as well that Christmas isn't easy for everybody and it's not that time of year for everybody. So, you know, people will often point that out to me um, when I see the this time of year as being so positive and people will say, yep, but actually this can be a time where people feel deep shame that they can't potentially buy uh, the presents that they would like to or they feel a sense of insecurity around comparing what they uh, did get or didn't get and all these complicating factors or the inability to be able to buy uh, presents for their kids and just all these complexities that that also come with it as well. So I think it's only wise to acknowledge those things, but if you have no reason not to be excited at this time of year, maybe you've got to uh, have a little reflection time, as one of my mates calls it, a bit of time in front of the mirror just wondering, why not? Why can't you be grateful and excited at this time? I see there's a lot of Christmas parties and stuff going on. Of course, we want to try and be safe and not too naughty at those, or we won't be getting any presents from Santa, his or herself. Who knows in 2022? Is Santa a bloke? I don't know. Things have got pretty fucking confusing this year on that front. I'll give you the tip. But anyway, let's keep it simple, and let's just say that this is a great time of the year, and let's try and be happy and be positive and look out for each other out there, and look for ways to be able to give and be able to make a great end to somebody else's year. Last year, I stumbled back from the viaduct after having a couple of beers heading home and rolled onto a bus and gave a bus driver a little $50 tip and said, I know you guys have been copying it during all these lockdowns and stuff where they had to keep working, and I haven't seen a happier person. That image will stay with me for a long time. That cost me $50, but it really filled Filled? Filled? I don't know. Anyway, I'm not good at English. You've learnt this by now. Bailed on that in sixth form. It really lifted me up and kept my cup full to see how stoked uh, somebody was to to get a little thank you. So what can we be doing uh, at this time of the year to be thinking about other people as well? Don't just make it about yourself. Now today's episode is sponsored by, how about this? We're actually getting a few people reach out saying, hey, I, I call it sponsorship, but really these people are saying, I love what you're doing, I want to be able to contribute in some way, and I'm saying, well, we'll talk about you on the podcast a little bit, we'll 
include you on the email and a banner down the bottom. But randomly, you might not expect this one, EC Credit Control. Some of you might have even bumped into these people along the way. Outstanding CEO who's taken over a couple of years ago. Now, he got in touch and said, loving what you're doing, would like to be able to uh, pay it forward and maybe change a little bit of the narrative around some of the things that we do. So EC Credit Control, for those people who don't know, they're specialists and specialists in debt resolution agency created for businesses just like yours. So usually businesses are using them to try and collect debt should and when they need to. But they have a whole list of services. But this is what I think you'll find interesting is that previously I think they've had a bit of approach as that hasn't gone down too well in the market where they'll go to people and say, look, your failure to pay uh, our client is unacceptable and we're going to do X, Y, Z. And they've sort of changed that approach now to what is the best way for us to resolve this account with you today? And they're trying to bring it back to a more collaborative uh, approach. So their industry is often seen as the bad guys preying on vulnerable people that can least afford it and they want to change that narrative. We are a highly valuable support service that assists businesses and consumers to resolve their financial issues. We relieve the burden, anxiety, and uncertainty of those financial issues and contribute to customers being able to sleep well at night. That applies to both sides involved with the debt. Whether someone owes a debt or is owed a debt, they feel a level of each of those. It's business as usual of a different kind. So most of their clients are SMEs and that's who I work with on the next advisory side of things and I can tell you that cash flow really matters to those businesses because you would be blown away the amount of people who do work don't get paid for it and then don't know what to do. They don't know how to collect it and they're not getting paid. Now I always say and I made a video about this I say imagine if that was staff if you just didn't pay your staff they would be up in arms and there would be all sorts going on. But you wouldn't believe how much it actually happens in business where someone does work for somebody else and they just don't get paid or they're late to be paid or slowed. And business owners can feel pretty vulnerable and scared to stand up for themselves and try and collect that. So thank you to EC Credit Control for reaching out and wanting to uh, be involved in ensuring that this content gets in front of even more people, it is good to see some people uh, reaching out and engaging with Keep the Change. Now, with that said, let's rip into this week's episode, and if you've already listened to the episode that I did with Mikey, oh no, it won't be out yet, actually, it's a double whammy for you, so get through this episode, but then there's an episode coming out for you soon, and that is about uh, what it's like to not have debt. And Mikey and I will kind of take some of the things that are in this lesson and go a little bit deeper. But it's just me today and we're getting through money mail. So my question for the people reading and listening this week was, did you do these three things? On the 2nd of September, I told you to tick the following three goals off before Christmas, a reminder what those were. This week, I have three practical goals I want you to achieve before Christmas. They are, number one, get rid of a credit card even if you owe nothing on it. Number two, get rid of get now, worry about it later, or buy now, pay later. And number three, make $500 to help you cover your Christmas presents. That was a short three months ago. That's gone really quick, I think. For me, it has. I don't know about uh, about for you. But I do hope that those last three months have been kind to you. It's that uh, in that time, 
the official cash rate, so in just three months, the official cash rate, which underpins what we pay for most of the money that we borrow, has gone up by over 40%. So it's gone up from 3% to 4.25%, over a 40% rise. You will know by now that debt is becoming more expensive to access. That means that fewer people will be able to access debt because it becomes too risky from a lending lens to expect you or I to be able to pay it all back. For those who have already ticked it up and are in the repayment cycle, debt gets harder to get on top of. When we have debt and the interest rates rise, we lose money or lose more of our disposable income to paying off the interest component rather than paying down the actual debt. The debt to get the thing that we actually wanted. What I'm saying there is that as interest rates rise and we're repaying something, if we're paying interest on it, then all of a sudden our repayment, if we keep it the same, it's not paying as much of the debt off as it was before, we're paying more in interest. And I don't know if you've ever done one of those uh, scary calculators where you go and have a look at a loan that you take out and then fixed repayments, how much is going off the interest and how much is actually paying down the debt. Now that that can be quite scary, um, but that is uh, something we need to keep in mind that if we're making repayments and those are staying fixed and interest rates are increasing, we're paying off less debt so actually our loan is, um, you know, it's not moving as quickly as it could be because now we're incurring more interest. And this can happen with credit cards and these sorts of things as well. And we will touch on that as we get into it. But obviously when you use your buy now, pay later, which you never intend on paying any interest, do you? No, of course. But somehow 9% of people are overdue. Credit cards or consumer finance, when you use all of those things, you didn't want the interest that they were offering, did you? You're not going, hey, 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 oh, can I get one of those cards? What's the interest rate here? It's great. I can't wait to pay that back. Or oh, what's your uh, your annual fee or your six monthly fee that you're going to charge me? Then I'll probably forget to pay and that's probably going to trigger some interest. But anyway, you use those cards or those schemes or buy now, pay later. You want the good or service that you actually purchase, right? So you're not thinking about the interest and shit. Now, rates were often cheap or non-existent on this debt. So, hey, would say, give me the good or service and I'll worry about the interest later. And some people will say, well, there's no interest because it's buy now, pay later, or my credit card, I'm paying it off on time, which is, you know, okay. So in September, I wanted to give you a head start. And that was three months ago because I could see that these rate rises were coming. If you're into this shit, anyone could, you know, it's not like I'm a genius, it's just that I'm a geek, that's probably a better G word for me, so I was keeping an eye on this stuff and I thought, well, this is what's going to come. And if you remember that email from September and that podcast, it was, look, get yourself ready before we get to this Christmas time when we know spending increases. I've been buying some presents yesterday, shit, I brought some absolute shockers, but we'll talk about those post-Christmas uh, because I don't want anyone to know what they could be getting, you know. Uh, but there is some girls get off lube going to be in a secret Santa at a family Christmas coming up. So that's going to be interesting to see. I know most of them don't listen, so well, a couple do. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes down. My first time with my partner, with her family, and I'm taking some lube as a present for the secret Santa. So stay tuned, team. I could be on the outer from Boxing Day, but. Anyway, we're all buying a bit more shit at this time of year, aren't we? Because we're buying Christmas presents and all that stuff and kind of doing the doing the thing that you got to do or do you have to do, but you end up doing. Naturally, we know data tells us that sales are higher at this time of year because people are buying shit. So what I was saying in September is get yourself ready. Try and remove access to debt so that you're not going to fall into a trap of accessing it and ending up in it and then we get into 2023 and as interest rates go up even more potentially and things get a bit tighter and things get squeezed up we're going to struggle to pay these things down as you know with this content I'm quite often trying to keep you six months ahead of what 
will end up happening in the market for those people who aren't aware and aren't thinking and aren't looking to educate themselves like you are. So hopefully some of you actually took the time to to do something about it. But of course, if rates didn't rise, so even if I was wrong and rates didn't go up, you're still getting smacked with higher costs or inflation, which was spoken about a number of times, which means less disposable income unless your income is rising. But even if your income is rising, you're probably losing a good chunk of that to tax. What that means is that we've got every kind of incentive to still need to reach for debt at some stage. So the point of September's email was to get ahead of the crowd and slowly decrease decrease our reliance on these debt products and get out of the habit of using them before we got to this time of the year. Now removing our access to these sexy debt tools is they simply teach us bad habits. We each come up with many reasons and love the incentives to use these debt products like delaying payment, splitting out the payments, no fees, no interest, 36 months to repay, rewards, oh my credit card rewards, I get to go on the plane for free man, and the list goes on and on, and I know this list because I used to be a big fan of trying to achieve all the things on this bloody list, so I'm no better uh, than anyone, these are just lessons that I've picked up along the way, remember that? Remember that. Now, all of these are based around our spending, though, aren't they? Delaying payments, splitting payments, no fees, no interest, 36 months to repay, rewards, and the list goes on. Like, these are literally, what, you ha- what happens when you, sell, when you try to sell something? You usually, towards the end of the process, you come to what is called an objection. So that is when the person is like, ah, oh, I'm not sure if I can afford all of that. That number seems real big in my head. I'm going to need to speak to my partner, whatever that is. That's an objection. Now, what Delaying payment, splitting payment, no fees, no interest, 36 months to repay, rewards, like what all that shit is, is it is uh, there to meet your objection. So it's trying to increase the likelihood that you will convert into a customer for the store you're in or wherever you are purchasing from. Hmm, I don't know if I can afford this laptop. Oh shit, I can pay it off over 36 months. Like, great, I'm going to have this thing for three years. Sweet, like that just sounds amazing. Bang, off you go. You're financing it over 36 months rather than just paying for the whole thing. And I've used some of these things, but when you start to become more aware of all of this shit, you realize like, oh, these are actually tactics and they are smart organizations and concepts well they're applying concepts knowing and tactics knowing well Luke's going to come in he's not going to be able to afford this lazy boy but if we tell him that he's got 60 months to repay it there's a high chance that if he's feeling weak enough he might buy that lazy boy and weak probably isn't even the term for me when I actually did this it's probably just stupid but anyway they're meeting the objections right so they're trying to break your objections before you even come up with them in your head because you're thinking I actually can't afford that and they're like oh yeah well you know, you can pay it off over four installments. So these tools and things you think like, oh, these are designed for me. These are great. No, again, we've learned about this. They're literally using us and they're beating us via psychology and going, well, I know what your pain point is. I know why your brain's going to tell you you can't do this. I will put this solution in place and that is going to increase the likelihood that you will purchase. Now, all of these are, of course, based around us spending more, spending money we haven't earned yet, borrowing from your future self, using your future wages, asking tomorrow's you if today's you can spend their money. How many more ways do you want me to explain it to you? So that's what debt is, right? You are asking tomorrow's you if today's you can spend their money. I, too, have had a $15,000 credit card, consumer credit, a gym visa, I think it was, a Q card. No, I don't have a 
Jim Visa, but I had a cue card. There was Grunty, uh, a car loan, you name it, I've used it. Overdrafts, student overdrafts, how good were they? Jeepers. You name it, I've used it. I know how this goes. It's all nice and innocent until you're stuck in the cycle of repaying the debt. When my credit card was interest-free, my $500 repayment cleared $500 of the balance. Realistically, it freed up 500 bucks for me to spend and buy more shit. What I mean there is that I you know, would get to, my, to a point, and I'm sure so many of you do this, and so I'll just try and articulate this really well. Let's say you've got a $2,000 credit card and payday comes and you whack two grand on it. And now you're like, well, I'm actually, I've paid the whole thing off. It's, it's zero. That is how I used to feel. And then over that next month, I would spend it again. And then it would be like, oh, now I have to repay it again. So I wasn't actually repaying it. I was basically just repairing the credit that I had spent. And I think so many people would live like that. And they'd be like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. You're not paying any interest. Yep. But for me, it become like the mental rent of actually thinking that and looking at my bank account and being, you know, I might say I might get paid five grand, but I'm negative two grand on my credit card. And it's like, oh, I mean, transfer two grand over, that's back to zero. But I'm like, oh, well, now I've only got 3K. But I'm like, oh, but I've got five because I've actually got access to two grand of credit. But I just got sick of being in that sort of cycle of, well, that's not really my money. And could I maybe just not use that credit and just try and live off that three grand now? But no, you know what that's like. You just live to the cash that you do have. And that was why for me, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm repaying it. But I'm like, well, I'm not actually repaying it. I'm just lending it back to them. Well, then they're going to lend it back to me. And, and the cycle goes on and on. So what I would eventually do to kill my credit card is I would decrease it by a limit or by the repayment. So maybe instead of paying off two grand at one go, so you pay off the two grand, but then you would ring and say, can I please decrease my limit to $1,500? Then the next time you get paid, it is, can I please decrease it to $1,000? And you're actually like killing that debt down, not just repaying the balance or the, the credit so that you can then access it again. Because what is, yeah, it's just, that's a, that's a very confusing one for all of us because I think we think, well, hey, this isn't impacting me. But for me, it was, and it may not be for you, but I got sick of that logging into the internet banking or whatever and being like, I've got this amount of money, oh, but I've also got my credit card there, or getting paid and going, shit, I've got to, the first thing I have to do is clear that credit card to avoid the interest and stuff, and I knew that I was going to slowly start to tick that shit back up. So then, when I did have to start paying interest, it got worse, because my $500 repayment wasn't actually paying $500 of debt down again or giving me another $500 to spend. I was clearing, say, $100 of interest to start with and then I'm paying down $400 of it. But again, I wasn't really paying it down because I was going to use it again. So really, I was just giving myself access to another $400. Now, that is where interest on credit cards can become so brutal. And that's when I looked into balanced credit card transfers and got myself out of that trap. And I've done a number of pieces of content about my $15,000 credit card and binning that. But I just want to touch on that for a bit because you may feel the same way or have that kind of mental thing where you log into internet banking and it's, I don't know what that is, but it just, yeah, I've just said it fucks with you, I think, for a little while if you, you know, if you just keep going down that path. So for me, I was like, I'm, this is, what I explained on a podcast with Mikey is it, it was pissing me off and it kept happening and I like to look at things in my life that annoy me and go, well, what can I do to remove that? And I thought, well, actually, I just need to actually get rid of that credit card and so that's what I did. So I got right down to a 2,000 limit, then a 1,000 limit and just kept it there. But 
every time it was like, well, that's $1,000 isn't mine. So eventually I was like, this can go, and I got a debit card. But I also know that at the moment there's a big movement, let's say, towards having a credit card and racking up points and all of this sort of shit. And all of that stuff becomes real fashionable because in a time of recession and all of that stuff, like there's no real big growth, so everyone's looking, where can I get my quick win? So it goes back to, it's not sharesies anymore, it's not get some crypto, it's like, oh, I put all my shit on my credit card, and I'm going to get a $100 voucher. Well, I want you to think bigger. That Again, that's average think. That's how average people will think, and that's how they'll try and think that they're fucking winning during a recession. I want you to look at that and go, you know what, I'd rather earn or learn how to earn $1,000 then figure out how can I make $100 on credit card rewards. Like think bigger, think growth. When you see people gravitating towards all of that sort of shit, you've got to go, hmm, if that's getting so much likes and attraction, there's a high chance that the average person is doing that. You don't want to be thinking like the average because you're going to do the same things and then invariably for some people, their life will change, their income will change, their circumstances will change, they'll do something stupid whilst drinking, and they'll end up then having to pay debt on that, uh, interest on that credit card or whatever, and it will just, it won't be the same as the reason that was orig- originally for them being like, oh, I'm going to get some a great win during a recession here because at least I'm getting some reward points or whatever. Of course, if you can really manage your money, yep, 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 all good, but I guarantee it, watch it, watch this, you will see more people banging on about how you can get this reward or whatnot and that's that's how they'll be trying to find a quick win to make them feel make themselves feel great during a recessionary time and a time when things are retracting we're, we're just hardwired that way to try and feel like we're winning right everyone loves to win in a deal but if these credit card companies like if they were getting cleaned up like if they were losing and if these rewards didn't work then they wouldn't offer them would they so that should be enough for us to realise, hmm, okay. And of course, there'll always be a small percentage that'll probably be on the right side of that ledger. But you got to think, why are they doing this shit? And I'm going to be really, really interested to see what stuff comes up in that space. And I do see at the moment that some of these reward things are kind of dialing down a little bit too, where you're not earning as much as you have previously. Now, when you pay down debt, You cannot use uh, that money to invest into your future and make smart choices. So this was what was always uh, also happening for me. It was even more costly than the interest that was racking up on my credit card if I wasn't repaying this thing on time. And this was something that I couldn't count the cost of until later on. So of course, when you're paying down the debt, you can't use that money, can you? Because you've got to pay it back to the credit card company or whatever. And you can't then invest that, say there's a two grand repayment onto that credit card. I can't go and invest that $2,000 or go and invest in education or shares or uh, a better version of myself or whatever it may be that I'm trying to, to actually get to next because I'm still at that stage one of tidying up. And that's that sort of stage one of finance of going, right, I need to tidy all this shit up. And I'm tidying up my past choices and that's what debt is. Things you've already paid for that you're asking your future self to do. Now for me, I missed out on buying zero shares. 60 cents at the time, I think they're even cheaper, but I've just used that as the example. They went up to over $100 in the future. I, I, I couldn't be doing that. And that was simply because I was still repaying debt when these opportunities were coming in front of me. My brain was starting to look for opportunities, but no, I was still stuck cleaning things up. And that frustrated me even more. I'm like, fuck, I should be smarter than this. But 
I can't because I've still got to clean up my past sins. Now, would I have timed the top and the bottom of buying these shares? Of course I wouldn't have. You know, I probably would have got way excited when the 60 cent shares went to six bucks and thought oh, I've 10x my money here. How good am I? But, you know, imagine if I did invest into something like that and it 10 x and that could have just completely paid down my credit card. But it didn't go up that far. So that probably wouldn't have happened either. And that's where you have to be a little bit careful about when you do decide to start clearing some debt, people are like, oh, but I, I sort of, you know, I want to keep investing in this or I've got this this massive opportunity and and you're looking for the sexy thing again. But sometimes you have to just suck it up and realize that the opportunities, they're not for you in that time of tidy up. You've got to do your tidy up first and then you can get into stage two where you can start thinking about the future and growing. So you want to get ruthless around tidying your shit up. And, and for me, I should have been going, right, I'm in tidy up still, but I want to get into some investing. How can I make some extra cash? But my, I, I wasn't there yet. Like I hadn't learned that sort of stuff. So I wasn't thinking, okay, how can I go and make a little bit of extra coin and then I'll use that money to invest or even pay down my credit cards sooner and then I can get back into investing. So the point is that I could not invest in these shares even if I wanted to as I was still tidying up past decisions, clearing debt from buying shit that I didn't really need. We haven't seen levels of inflation like this for a long time and we haven't seen an official cash rate around the 4% mark since 2008 when it was in free fall post the global financial crisis. How long will it stay there? Who knows? And that's the really interesting thing where there's already some speculation that rates will start to come back in the back end of 2023. That's already sort of starting to come out in some people's predictions and some data and the things if you look at it closely if you're really into this space. But if we see a 3 to 4% official cash rate for a number of years, we're going to be in this higher interest rate environment. And that's going to be interesting because that's not where we've been for some time. Now, the OCR's definitely been higher, but it kind of moves up and it moves up gradually. And then it's just post-GFC, it just plummeted down. And that's when it was coming back below that sort of 4% rate and we haven't really been back up there and we haven't stayed at sort of a, a consistent level of OCR either. So we're potentially going into a new time but of course you can never predict what happens in the future uh, and I don't even want to say what things just came into my head but you know we might have natural disasters for instance and something happens in our nation and we have to respond and we've got to use the OCR as a tool for that like we just we just don't know what is around the corner or other global things that that might pop up but we're into a very very uncertain time and so we've really like it's it's be it's actually been quite certain and quite similar in previous decades but often you don't know that until you get out of that and now I think we are into an uncertain time and people can see that there's just a lot of weird shit going on around the world and changing world orders and weird stuff happening and China not playing ball with some countries and Russia doing all sorts of bad shit and us putting our OCR up but Australia not putting theirs up as high as us. Like It's just very, very uncertain and everything feels a little bit out of sync and it makes it then hard to predict things. So what you want to do in times of uncertainty is then bring some certainty back to your uncertainty. So think about the things that you can do to tidy up so that it keeps your brain a bit cleaner so that you can have areas of certainty in your life. For me, for instance, what does that look like, Luke? Well, I sign a one-year lease for an apartment, say, right? I now have some certainty in an uncertain world. I know that for the next 12 months, I will be paying the exact same amount for my rent, therefore I can map out what the cost of living for me is going to be. And 
For you, it might be fixing an interest rate so you know what that is for the next 12 months or something like that, right? But it's just a good concept to remember and not well taught, I think, of when things are uncertain, where can you bring certainty back into your life from? Now, it could be that you've got a credit card and that's at 18% interest or a car loan or, or some shit and you have some spare cash and you're thinking, do I invest, do I pay down my debt? And you want to ask the provider of that credit, hey, if I repay this early, what's the story? Is that all good? Because you know that when you are paying down debt, that you're guaranteed a return because you're then not paying as much interest. So if you do have debt and you want to tidy that shit up, then think about that as a guaranteed return rather than should I put that in Air New Zealand and what are they going to go up? Like who knows, that's also uncertain. So again, look for areas of certainty when there is so much uncertainty around. Because remember, there are always opportunities that will come to us in life and when your first priority is clearing debt, You are stuck in the past, not progressing into the future, taking those opportunities. We've had the sweet, sweet taste of cheap, interest-free, no-consequences debt all around us for so long with a very low official cash rate, but that has turned very, very quickly. Make sure your habits and behaviour change too, please. Be very careful what you use debt for and what interest rates you are paying on that debt. A good question to ask yourself before you tick something up, especially in a store like a JB Hi-Fi or whatever I'm speaking to myself here, is will the future me be okay with repaying this? you could look at it as looking in the mirror and you're asking that person in the mirror, are you all good to repay this? Because I'm about to tick this shit up, but it's your responsibility to repay it. So think about your future self and if they're going to be stoked to. I brought a car, for instance, I think I used uh, eight grand maybe, and it might, I might have contributed two grand, so 80% that was debt, 20% I fronted up, this 10 grand car, and each year, of course, it had repair bills and all that sort of shit but I was still repaying that thing three years later now a good way when you take on debt or use buy now pay later is just think okay what is the term of this and then picture yourself in that time so buy now pay later it might be six weeks uh, a car loan for me it might have been three years to 36 months look at that person and think are you all good like are you still going to be stoked you made this decision now that is not something again that many people will do and it's a hard thing to kind of think about because you're really, you're just in the moment. You're like, I want that car. I want that good. But think about the person and what you've got coming up in that debt period to think, am I still going to be happy that I'm having to repay this? This could be particularly important if you're about to have a, excuse me, a child or you're about to change roles or something like that. And you think, right. With that person that now has a child with a decreased income or whatever happens to your situation, would they still be stoked that I signed up for this purchase right now? Often people will regret forms of debt when their life changes, when they meet a partner and then they have to tell them, hey, I've actually, I actually owe 40 grand on a, on a vehicle finance, so we probably can't buy a house because um, I'm you know, repaying that. And it's like, oh, holy shit, this is awkward. And you know, then those conversations start to happen. But also... Think about what might change in that time period too. So for instance, if you brought a vehicle and you're paying it off over three years and you think, yeah, those repayments are pretty manageable and you say, yep, this is locked in and they say, well, if you repay it early, we're going to charge you quite a large fee for that. And you think, oh, well, you know, I don't need to worry about that. But actually think, well, what might be happening in these next few years? You might have a pay rise coming up and you might be at, or, or a bonus or something. And so you might think, well, actually, 
I don't want to structure my debt that I can't be repaying that because the future me is going to be earning a bit more and I could actually pay that car down. So think about your future self when you're taking on debt and ask what they would think about the decision you are making in your current state. Have a brilliant weekend out there. You are one of over 6,650 recipients. Do you know someone you could share this with or put something on your story? Did you know the Reserve Bank of New Zealand Data shows that Kiwi household debt totals $340 billion. That's about $180,000 for each Kiwi household. Now, that has increased through COVID because people are then borrowing more uh, to be able to get into their homes and those sorts of things. So there's some a little piece of data for you to finish this episode off. This has actually been quite grunty. I thought we might get through this in about... 15 minutes but no so we're going to double up on this one because you're going to hear more when I do the podcast with Mikey that will be released next week but I want you to have a great weekend I hope that you've been smart over this last little while I had someone email back and say I don't have a credit card anymore I don't use buy now pay later I figured out how to add some more income into my household by changing my job and taking back some things that I have around the house that I didn't actually use and then I've got that money back in my pocket now I can use that to deploy that towards buying some girls get off lube uh, if that's what you're going to be doing for your secret Santa you might have to ask the GGO girls to be sponsoring uh, one of these podcasts at that this rate if you don't know what girls get off is then you could probably tell by the name but uh, great present lads if you want for your partner uh, and yeah maybe you want to try and use it on yourself too I don't know you know like I said at the start it's a confusing time in 2022 but ladies equally you might want to check it out too and look after yourselves you know it's all good to have a bit of self-pleasure every now and then whatever way shape or form you want to do it before we get out of here because that went on a massive tangent a big shout out to EC Credit Control thank you to them for helping out and sponsoring all the sponsoring uh, that is going on is me kind of finding my way for how this stuff works and understanding the commerciality of it and then figuring out, okay, then how can I use those funds to be able to put more content in front of other people and get them learning because we want to see more Kiwis leading a more financially sound, smart and stable life in this country so that they can contribute even more and help out other people around them. You are doing exactly that. Keep learning, keep kicking some ass, look after yourself. We'll see you next week. Scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year.